0: Hey, Bianca Angelico here, the creator of Enverve, and your host. Welcome to your modern approach to Custom experience podcast. I hope you enjoy today's episode. And please make sure to subscribe, follow us, and share on social. We would love to hear your thoughts and your favorite takeaways. Let's jump straight into today's episode. Welcome back to on Verb, the Modern Approach to Customer Experience podcast. Today, we are recording in London, which is around 26 degrees, and it's like the first week we feel like summer has hit us. Sanita's dying for a gin and tonic. Simon's had to change his shirt because it was too hot. We are full on here, and that's just a little bit of a taste of who our guests are today. And it is a first for us on this podcast to have more than one guest. So welcome, guys. You are a first. Very special moment. Um but I want to officially introduce and welcome Simon Cohen and Sanita Pachova, who are from Condeco and I know them because I used to work there many moons ago. I feel like it's a long time ago.
1: It is it
2: is. It, it very- seems like a lifetime ago. But it's great to be here B. You're looking forward to the uh, to the chat this afternoon. Yeah.
0: So today we're gonna talk about um, technology and the role it has to play with customer experience. And these two have decades and decades of experience in tech. And one of the most knowledgeable, actually they're both really knowledgeable in this area. And I'm excited for you to, well, I get to pick their brain and you get to listen. So enjoy. So welcome both. How are we all besides hot? Doing good, thank you, B. Good. Yeah,
2: very good here as well. Very good. Thanks.
0: So as you know, the podcast focuses on customer experience. So we're going to start there. So Sunita, what is customer experience? What does it mean to you?
1: So customer experience, I think, translates into a wow. Um, I think customers choose their supplies and their vendors based on the brand and the way that the company positions themselves and i think that needs to filter through into every single part of the business so whether that's technology um, whether that's branding i think it's always making sure that a great customer experience essentially leaves a customer with with wow i
0: like that it's customer experience
1: is a wow (laughs) (laughs)
0: simon anything you want to add about the wow
2: well yeah i mean for me, customer experience is—is um, is this something I want to do again? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so whether I'm—I um, don't know—whether I'm buying something online, am I buying a drink in a bar? Am I am I uh, going into a retail store? Am I going into an office as a visitor? Do I want to do this again? <laughs> and uh, the customer experience and the treatment of me, whether virtually or real, will define whether I want to come back and do it again. Um, it's as simple as that
0: love it so it's about the wow and it's about do you would you want it to experience it again so you've simon you kind of touched a bit about retail you've touched a bit about you know going and having a drink or virtual so tell us a little bit about a a memorable customer experience you've had particularly in the workplace and why
2: well (laughs) Sadly, my, probably my most memorable customer experience isn't a positive one, but we oh. do tend to remember the negative more than the positive. But I just, um, the old style of um, the visitor experience in, a, in an office um, that, I, that I happened to experience at its very worst uh, at a meeting about, it was probably about eight or nine years ago. And it was just... <laughs> you know when you used to you'd arrive at an office and um and you'd be you'd be asked to fill in a form like what's your name and who you here to see and I need your phone number I need your email address and whatever else you might get and then you sort of present that to the reception desk and then they say and then they go and ask you all the same questions again um and so which you've just filled out on the piece of paper and then they pick up a phone and call someone and the person's not expecting you and then you have to sit and you have to wait and it's that happens all too often still happens all too often or at least it did up until a year ago when we were visiting. Offices, um, And I'm a, you know, miserable old fogey and, and I remember the bad stuff more than the good stuff. Unfortunately, that's my worst memory experience. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say who the customer was. Uh, maybe I'll say they're in banking, but I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, let's maybe not, let's not tarnish anyone here. I mean, I was like, when you said, oh, most memorable one I had, I was like, oh, you want to talk about me, right, Sai? About how memorable,
1: <laughs> but then I was like, <laughs>
0: and then you're like, oh, a terrible one. I was like, maybe not say your name right now, Bianca. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: Bianca, we had many memorable experiences working together, but I mean, we can talk about those a bit later if you want. <laughs> uh,
0: no, those that's that's just too, um. I don't need people to know me that raw because I'm so inappropriate. Aren't
1: I? <laughs> so, Sunita, hopefully, you've got a positive one that you can spin this around for us. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously been quite some time since we've, we've been to an office or I've seen, been out to see a customer. But I think one of the most memorable ones that I had was actually when I arrived at a customer's office and I was so, uh, greeted. You know, it wasn't a person sitting behind a desk, a reception desk, actually. Somebody at reception walked over to me saying, hi, Sunita, welcome to our offices. Your guest, uh, sorry, your host is actually on his way down. Um, Would you like a cup of tea? And I thought, well, this is pretty slick. And for me, that was was memorable because I'd I'd spent an hour and a half getting to that office. So I was quite tired Um, and I had a train to catch. Quite shortly after the meeting, and it was really efficient and friendly. So, sadly, that was a little bit of time ago now. That was a, <laughs> a year ago, um, but it was memorable to me. And the great thing is, is that it wasn't the first time I was visiting the office. Actually, I visited uh, the customer again, and they remembered some of my requirements around, you know, the kind of tea I had. Like, I have no sugar because I'm sweet enough, of course. Um, <laughs> But, you know, those sorts of things were just, you know, a bit of a cherry on the top. And it just it just made me feel, feel like I was an individual. I wasn't just another person working, uh, walking through the doors. Um, so for me, that was a really positive experience. Um, but I'm, I'm actually quite looking forward to, you know, going back out and seeing customers and seeing how this whole, you know, experience evolves with the kind of the, the new world of working.
0: So, have either of you gone to visit a client recently, or has it been like over a year and everything's virtual?
2: <laughs> I think Simon you've probably got some recent examples haven't you no i haven't been to oh. I haven't been to a, a client's office or partner's office I've been to our office a few times, but no, I think my last client or external meeting was um Uh, Well, I remember when it was actually, it wasn't quite a meeting, but I remember walking around the XL Centre in Docklands um, a a week before they, at at an event, a week before they announced they were going to turn it into a hospital. That's the last time, it was last February or March, I think. That's the last time I actually face-to-face with someone other than a colleague
1: but what we do get is obviously we're speaking to a lot of customers now about kind of what is that future experience going to look like and what we do see is that technology is going to play a really important part in that going forward um and not just from a, a visitor perspective but also from an employee perspective because you know employees and colleagues they want to have a really great experience when they come into the office right because it's not going to be five days a week anymore as we know yeah so how can we how can we facilitate with helping um, employees come back into the office and be really efficient and find their way around the office more effectively so I think there's it's evolving I think so
0: pre-covid it was very much focused on your external about your clients very much about their experience that's where a lot of people were spending their focus and I think there's a big shift happening moving to the employee experience. I don't know what you're hearing from clients, but I, I'm hearing and sensing is that there is for FMs, you know, property managers, directors, all of them, are how can I attract employees back rather than how can I bring back clients? It's now more about how can I bring my employees back. Is that what you
1: guys are hearing? You can't bring your your clients back into the office without your your employees, right? And you know it's you you know you're right. The employee is the customer too. And you know when we talk about experience, it's about how can we offer that great experience to our employees so that they can come back into the office and be encouraged to come back in more. Because I think again, speaking to a lot of customers, that the the piece that is sort of missing at the moment, especially for new graduates, for example who are not necessarily, they haven't been exposed to that workplace environment. They're definitely missing out on that that face-to-face creativity and collaboration um, interaction
2: and um, it's, it's interesting because we're, we're about to launch I'm, I'm putting a plug here I hope that's okay go for we're it. about to bring out a, a, an ebook that we've done with WorkTech which talks about the innovation and learning that's been lost um, whilst we're all working from home um, and uh, I, won't go into, I won't go into the detail of you know exactly sort of what, where why and how but the fact is is that this is something that's suffered hugely just this is exa- exactly what Sunita was saying this has suffered hugely over the last year and so employers absolutely want their staff back in the office or at least to start returning to the office so that we can start to collab- collaborate and learn together and innovate together. Um, and uh, But they're not going to force their staff, at least not yet, to come back to the office. Um, and so they have to make it a place that people want to go to. They have to focus on the employee experience. And just to you know, go back to the point that I made right at the beginning, if it's not something that I want to do again, I won't do it again. Um, and, um, and so you know, when you look at that logic, we want, to, we want to encourage collaboration. The office is the best place to do that. We want to bring our staff in without, without forcing them to. So we have to make it a great experience. It's as simple as that.
0: Pretty much sums that up. And yeah, I mean... Where or how do people find this ebook? Just because you've now plugged it, now people are going to be wondering.
2: It will be. It, it's out very, very soon. Possibly even by the time this gets released. But just go to our website and um, have a look at the blog or the news, and, and and B will share it with you as well, so you can um, uh, share it with your uh, with your connections.
0: Perfect. Just want to make sure because I don't want people to feel like lost trying to find and then they have a bad experience. It's all about the experience here, so I Gotta keep <laughs> full circle. You want people uh, coming
1: back.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, kind of we were talking about, you know, we've touched about, we've described it, hybrid working. There there's a bit of a debate happening in the workplace industry. What is the difference between hybrid working? versus flexible
2: working is there a difference I think there is I think maybe perhaps one is a subset of the other I think that um, flexible working encompasses um, you know where you work how you work when you work do you do five hours a day ten hours a day three days a week four four days a week five days a week are you home or office I think flexible working is something that employer provides to an individual which hybrid working is part of it and hybrid working being I'm gonna say new label, but it's probably been around longer than the last year but it but when we realized that um not as many staff were going to be going back to the office, hybrid working became the term for those that were not working from home and were not working from the office but sort of stuck in the middle at you know two, three, four days a week um whether that label existed before uh, or whether it was just you know stuck onto that group, because it's such a large one, um, I, uh, I don't know. But for me, that's, that's a difference. There's more to flexible working than just the hybrid working element.
1: Yeah, and I guess where I see the diff- slight subtle difference is that with flexible working, I, I see it as, it's, it's a it's terminology that has been around for, for a long time, and it's, it's somehow associated with working when it's convenient for you. So it's not necessarily driven around the amount of hours Uh, but it's more around the productivity and, you know, know, if you want to work on a Saturday afternoon because it works for your lifestyle, then do it. So long as you, you know, if the business is measuring you on productivity and output, then um, that's what I sort of link back to flexible working more. Um, I think with hybrid, there's just, because it's, you know, again, flexible working has evolved, right? It's evolved into hybrid because now a lot of organisations are saying, well, actually, let's give our employees, depending on their job roles, a certain number of days that they can come into the office, so maybe two or three days a week. And actually, let's incorporate some other elements into into that work style. You know, is there certain considerations that they need to make with regards to well-being? Um, You know, potentially, you know, they need to factor in things like, you know, other other things that they have in their personal life that they need to balance as a part of it. So hybrid, I think, is more more of an attractive way of seeing it because you're doing what's right for the business. You're, You're managing capacity space. You're managing how people come into the office. But you're also giving people that choice and flexibility to kind of, you know, explain to the business actually what's important to them from a well-being perspective. And I know that I'm quite... Um, new to that hybrid world of working because obviously being a a new mum and everything, um, it works really well for me because if it means I do need to pick up my daughter at 4 o'clock or 4.30 I can do that because the business measures you based on your output and productivity rather than hours that you do so I think that resonates quite a a lot with people that are, well just with the way of how we are evolving, you know the future of ways of working I think it doesn't
0: matter I think it appeals to whoever you are so if you're young and you're really in focus on your wellness and you know getting into the gym for instance getting a workout in yeah. it allows you to go do that in the middle of the day where you're not doing a 30 minute class you can now go do a 45 minute
1: class or whatever suits you exactly so I think it's just evolution of the way we're working really
0: yeah so so would you agree with based on what you both have said is actually flexible working is kind of like the parent and then hybrid is like a subset you know like I don't know what you kind of call it like a lineage out of it and it's become a part of it so you flexible working is still the main concept um and just hybrid working is now just evolved and is taking from flexible working but just more adapting to this post pandemic world
1: yeah and I think with the post I think with the pandemic I think it has made organizations realize that the well-being of their employees is so so important you know I know they knew that before but we've got the data now to, that shows the impact of you know working very long hours being locked in your own home doing that with juggling whatever personal activities you have as well and I think this is this is the way in which our you know many organizations are responding to that say actually you know what it is important that you do find the time an hour a day to get to the gym it's important that you you find that time because actually the output of that is better productivity better results and you want to continue working for a company that that wants to take care of you yeah you guys mentioned
0: probably a moment ago a bit about you know workplaces opening up for 3 days a week for you if you want and all of that so it's really interesting cuz Michael, my husband, his company does that. And it's like he has set days now that he's allowed to go in. But he actually finds it really frustrating because, A, he doesn't know who's, who's in. And sometimes he goes in and there's no one. And he's like, oh, I could have just stayed home because there's no one here. But then he was saying to me that now more than anything, he really cares about the amenities that the workplace puts on because it plays a driving factor. Like, he cares if the water is filtered. He's like, I have water filter at home, so I expect my workplace to have this. I expect coffee to taste good because I have good coffee at home. So it's this kind of thing. So, what are you hearing from clients around having these struggles around being set days, but then not having the visibility who's in, and actually, is it worth my time?
2: Yeah, I think I think it's a really good question on the on the who's in thing because you know we've been. Um, um, you know, Sunita and I, we, we sell software that helps people manage their day, manage their space, find the space that they want to use. Actually, the space isn't the most important part, it's the people. Um, and uh, because if the people aren't going to be there, I'm not going into the office. And, and, um, and I think that, I think that organizations put restrictions on specific days of the week that people can be in the office it means that you'll have people that will just never meet in the office. <laughs> and, and um, and that and you know just just bringing it back to sort of collaboration and learning and the informal interactions that that sometimes create spark and an idea um they're, they're far less likely to happen if you're restrictive on on when somebody can go into the office um now i i realize that you know not everyone can be as can always be as flexible as they would like to be and and um you know space might be a premium if people have cut office space and they might have challenges there if they're implementing social distancing then it can't be sort of complete open house and there has to be some rules around it. But, you know, I believe that the best way to do things is to give great visibility of, of who's going to be in the office and when, and allow people to make their own decisions on, on when they're coming in and how they're going to work. Mm -hmm. Um, As for the coffee. Yeah, absolutely. There must be good coffee in the office. (laughs) Um, And, um, and at the moment in our office, we have no coffee machine, so I'm not going to go back until there is one. (laughs) Is is this
0: you like going, Hey Paul, listen out.
2: (laughs) I'm, uh, <laughs> if he's listening, if to see it, it'll be Peter, actually, that will buy the coffee machine. Uh, but,
1: um, <laughs> but, yeah, see, siren just really hit the kind of nail on his head, really. It, what are our customers saying? It, they're listening to their employees. What What is it you want? You are defining the future workplace. We are not doing it because the workplace is for you. Um, so I think a lot of our customers have been... Spending quite a lot of time over the last 12 months carrying out surveys, gathering the data, understanding what employees want, and actually not just from the workplace, but from their work-life balance. Um, for some people, they like, they like to plan. They want to go back into the office on certain days of the week because it works for them. For others, they want flexibility to be a bit more ad hoc with their approach and kind of book and go into the office with a couple of days' notice. I think it is a struggle for team leaders because team leaders want to ensure that that employees are coming in on days where they can see each other and collaborate and have a bit of a social too. So there's lots of lots of use cases I think out there. But going back to Simon's point, you know, it's 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 about asking the employees, asking them what they want from it and then building upon that. And if it is a, an amazing coffee machine and a water cooler on every corner of the office, because it's an absolute necessity, then do it. <laughs> Free ice creams on a Friday, please. Yes, thank you. I will be in on a Friday. <laughs> Whatever it may be, you know, um, it, it, I think it's, it's in the hands of, of the employees, not really... organization anymore interesting
0: so really the employee now has become a massive focus for the workplace i mean i would have to say that's a huge shift because before it was always about the clients because the clients were the ones that were keeping the roof over our head but no there's a big shift from guess where there was about the client 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 to now about that employee and actually potentially might be even equal Rather than maybe one's more important than the other, because you need both.
2: Well, cer- certainly at the moment, um, th- there's a there's a there's a definite shift because you're not going to get the clients back unless the employees are back, <laughs> uh, and uh, well, they have to go hand in hand. Um, there's no point in them coming in and having no one to see. But I think also the um, the employees are being treated a bit more like visitors um and um again just bringing it back to the experience we, we, we the, the office is not just a place to sit and work um the office is a place that has to be attractive to the employee um and they have to want to come again and um and so it's right that there's this this uh, this enhanced focus on the employee and i think um i think bianca those in your your industry in your sector and i'm sure you're already seeing this are are turning their attention to the employee as well as the visitor um, to ensure that, you know, a great experience can be had by all.
0: Yeah, no, we've uh, actually developed a guest services offer. So, I mean, you've got a guest offer and you've got an employee offer and we've split them because they have two separate needs and we see them as separate stakeholders. And you can't say, well, because I treat your client like this, I'm now going to treat you. But then the employee won't feel like the workplace is home and they need to feel like it's home. You know, expect even those that come in once a quarter. They need to be like, hi, welcome back. It's been ages. You know, your team is um, sitting in the blue zone. If we had, we were zoning. Um, oh, you, there's a new person started. Welcome that new person. Cause it's so awkward when you are new. I mean, I started my job in COVID and then I walk in the office. I can remember walking in and I was like, hello, my name's Bianca. And I'm new. Hey, anyone want to talk to me? Um, and just having someone to bridge that gap just can sometimes, especially for introverts who aren't those people that are going to just go out and be like, hi, my name is so-and-so. Um, I think it's just around having different offers or services that helps all rather than just one type. So are you hearing your clients are opening up their workplace? Um how can technology enhance the experience in the workplace? What are you
1: hearing, doing, seeing? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've, yeah, I think it's fair to say it's, it's been a pretty busy few months for us, in fact, year. Um, but yeah, a lot of our customers are preparing um, for a reopen either in July or September. Those seem to be the two key, key sort of stages. Um, and I mean, I I might be a bit biased when I say this, but I I can't see how reopening a workplace would work without having technology in place Um, because it it is all about making sure the customer, the visitor, the employee um, can have the confidence in coming back to a workplace which has the right technology in place. Um, You know, it gives them the confidence that they can organise their time and their trip into the office, that the facilities are going to be available, that they need to, um, and that they can easily coordinate um, meeting their team members on those days as well, it would be quite a difficult and unpleasant process doing that manually. Um, So I think technology will be one of the most fundamental parts of making that as smooth as possible. Simon
2: any more time yeah I mean w- without a doubt I mean we, we see um, demand for our product over the last year strongly in line with sort of reopening dates um, for offices in in or, or, or reopening of the economy dates in uh, for the offices in various parts of the world and um, so you can almost sort of you know literally go well th- 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 Singapore, for example, said they were go, they've, they've unfortunately they've gone back into lockdown, but they had some dates to reopen in, uh, you know, in October, November, and it was announced, obviously a couple of months before then. And you can literally see during that window, people go, oh, crikey, right, we've got to reopen our office. How are we going to do that? How are we going to be at 50% capacity and be able to prove that? How are we going to do the social distancing? You know, once those dates get in the client's minds, um, they then start working backwards and thinking about how they're going to meet those, uh, those requirements. And again, as Sunita says, they, they can't do it without technology. if you've got 50 people in office it's fine you don't need the technology but you know if you've got two three hundred people in the the office or more there's no way that you can um that you can manage things like social distancing like overcrowding like enhanced sanitization the hybrid workforce ensuring that not everyone is turning up on the same day helping employees to know where their colleagues are on which day they're coming in this stuff has to involve technology and um and Bianca you said as well that the the service that you offer that you offer to your clients um requires technology even if it's just for the data to understand um, who's coming in and when they're coming in and when they're coming back um, it's you know it's no longer a nice to have it's uh, it's a must have
1: and that data piece is is key right because with especially because i work with a lot of our enterprise customers and for you know for them it has been a little bit more complex with obviously local government guidelines changing um in each of the countries but what this next six months is really about for them is enabling and empowering their employees to come back into the office safely. And, and so they can continue to obviously be as productive as possible, but more importantly, it's, it's about gathering of data, right? So what, what are they gonna be doing in six months time? Um, I mean about many of our customers are saying they need to look at redesigning their office space, having more collaboration spaces because many of their employees are going to come back in and meet and have creative conversations rather than just come and book a desk. Um, and some customers are saying, actually, we've, you know, we've got a great opportunity to consolidate too, but they need the data. They need a good six months of data with employees and, and customers coming into the office to be able to do that. So I think there's two folds to this in terms of the priorities that we're hearing. Um, and they, they definitely fit into the, the bringing, bringing everyone back in, um, in, a, in a careful and staged manner, but then also getting that getting to the detail of that data.
0: No, it's a, like, I definitely agree. And Sai, you mentioned about, you know, 50 people, you don't need tech. And I would actually disagree. You do, because there's less people, there's nothing worse going to the office with no one in it.
2: <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs>
0: so tech helps that, right? Like, there's. I think tech doesn't matter what size you're at. Maybe it just the difference is the investment you put into it. But I think you need to find a solution through tech around, you know, scheduling to making sure putting alerts on. I know you guys have got the um, the desk. And it says if it's clean or not clean and you've added those enhance. Well, this desk is currently in process. Do not sit here kind of thing. You've got these really cool things that you've put in even though they were kind of there but now just made it more fancy. Um, So, you know, there is a big change. People want to know and you need tech to tell like, I mean, there's nothing worse like a piece you could put a piece of paper and it does work. The only thing is, is that the piece of paper might get blown away,
1: Mm. then what? And actually, um, something that, that has evolved in terms of how customers are using our technology is it, it's, we are actually slowly transitioning away from this whole meeting room and desk booking, um, you know, stigma what we're actually looking at is because customers are using our our product to book everything from like you know car parking spaces for example some people still want to travel in by car some people want to cycle so then it may need to book a a cycle bay right so we are transitioning to sort of categorizing as a single-use space versus a multi-use space because actually it's more than just a desk or room that an employee or a customer would need we know that there's we're we're doing everything we can to make sure that that entire journey and every part of that journey and resource that they need can be booked in one unified experience rather than just thinking about okay i need a desk or okay i need a meeting room for part of that day it's what else do they need they need the hospitality services they need to ensure that know if they're going to be driving into the office that day that they'll be able to get a parking spot so there's just so many other parts of the facilities world and what they may need that we're we're bringing into the actual condeco experience as well
0: so condeco is moving from meeting and desk to just like the workplace scheduling system yeah
2: yeah absolutely 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 and it's um it's just about you know bringing it back to that user experience right it's about Um, Creating the best uh, the best working day for an individual and helping them to, uh, you know, one make a decision on whether they need to be in the office or not based on the people and the resources available to them, and two, getting through that day as 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 effectively and productively as possible.
0: Amazing! So, are there anything exciting that you can share with the listeners around what's coming from Condeco, or you know, we've got the work we've got the Work Tech ebook coming. And, you know, hopefully soon, and we'll share that with you. What else is Condeco doing around technology, but also anything else you're doing within the industry?
2: Well, I think um, I'll cover a little bit of sort of what we're doing now and where that's taking us, actually, because um, we're starting to want our product to be far more intuitive and understand the user. Um, and start to bring in a bit of AI and machine learning to make that experience even better. Wow. So we're we we're, we're, we're doing some stuff already um, um, with um, with Office 365 and and the booking process through there and doing some, some clever stuff behind the scenes, what we call self-healing bookings that, you know, if you if you drag a booking on your grid, it sort of, and the room isn't available, it goes and checks and does another search all in the background without you having to worry about it. So we're doing some bits around there at the moment to again, make that experience better, but where, um, where we will be going and hopefully it will be the second half of this year um, is to start to, as I say, understand our users a bit more, um, understand the kind of spaces that they like to use and when and how, and um, um, and learn a bit more about the user so that we can start almost sort of prompting them on um, uh, how they might want to use the space, what space they might want to use. Um, yeah, just just sort of trying to um take some of the pain out of even the thought process of of your day everyone's got lots to think about and if we can start to say oh we can see you're coming to the office tomorrow because you've got a room booked would you like a desk as well because you're only here for half a day did you know that your colleagues are here um do you want to book a collaboration space with them
0: do you get the email from like outlook from cortana which like tells you about your overview of your day. And then it'll be like, do you want to book in focus time during this hour? And that like, so it's
2: kind of something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and um, yeah, we've, we can help do that because we've got the space and the people, right? We, we hold records of both of that. And um, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be a product or part of the product that, that evolves over time. Um, but we'll start experimenting with that um, quite soon.
0: Exciting. Anything else you want to leave the listeners with before we move to the fire
1: round? <laughs> Nothing more for me, babe. No, I'm
2: good. <laughs> yes, bit, I'm still weird. A bit nervous about the fire round, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All righty. It's time for the fire round. Simon, let's start with you. Pink or green?
2: Uh, is this to look at or to wear?
0: Just choose a colour. Green. (laughs) Morning person or evening person?
2: Me again? Yes. Evening. Keep going. Okay, okay, still going. (laughs) Evening, evening.
0: Best customer experience brand?
2: Um, Nespresso.
0: Is that because of uh, George Clooney?
2: (laughs) Uh, People do say I look a bit like him, but uh, uh, no, it's because they bring me
0: coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The most used emoji?
2: Uh, Right, I know that. Uh, It's not my favourite emoji, but it is my most used, and it's the thumbs up. (laughs) My favourite emoji, though, is the one with the sort of where the one eyebrow is lifted a little bit. um, Because (laughs) I think it just sort of says a lot without saying anything and can mean lots of different things.
0: (laughs) Mean a lot of different things.
2: (laughs) Yes. Leave it there.
0: Sunita, your turn. Where do you do your best thinking moments?
1: I'm not gonna give you my first answer. <laughs> the toilet? <laughs> shower. I'll be honest, it's a shower. The shower. <laughs>
0: uh your favorite
1: song. Oh my gosh.
0: There has to be something that just came to your head, like Justin Bieber, Britney Spears. Okay,
1: it wasn't, it was Whitney Houston. I will always love you.
0: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, your next holiday? Oh gosh, Grace
1: sunrise or sunset sunset every day
0: pink or green green Ooh, you've got my home you know
1: you know it's green 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> and leave us with your favorite quote
1: um,
0: what's the thing that you say all the time to yourself or to others to keep them going to keep others going
1: you can do it <laughs> Pretty flat, but you can do it, right? <laughs> yep, yeah, you can do it.
0: And um, my husband would say, actually, no one knows what the hell they're doing. So just go with it. As he always tells me. No one actually knows what they're doing, Bianca. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you both for joining. Where can the listeners find you and connect with you? Simon.
2: Uh, best place to find me is on LinkedIn. Just search for Simon Cohen-Codeco and you will find me.
1: Sunita? LinkedIn for me too. um, Sunita Pakova at kandekosoftware.com. That's the easiest way to find me. Amazing. Thank you both for joining. So
0: I have just a little quick recap. It's all about the wow experience. Would you go back? Would you book it again? Would you shop there again? That is all about experience. Uh, The WorkTech ebook will give some great insight and we'll share that. Focus on the employee experience. And it's all about the data and the employees are sharing that with us. So listen and deliver so that they come back and making the workplace a destination again. And um, technology is going to enable all of that. And it doesn't matter what size you're at. So invest, connect with Simon and Sanita if you need to have some questions about technology, they're your experts. They know what you need or you tell them the problem, they got a solution. So have an amazing day, everyone. And thank you for joining Thank you for listening to the Modern Approach to Custom Experience podcast. Please make sure to subscribe, follow us and share on social media. We would love to hear your thoughts and your favorite takeaways from today's show. For more information, visit www.on-verb.com or find us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram, either at on verb or we are on verb. Until next time.